Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. We've got some weather headed our way. Yeah, it could be dicey tomorrow out on the roads. Environment Canada has issued a special weather statement for almost all of southern Ontario ahead of a wintry mix that may hit us. The biggest threat for us here in the London region seems to be freezing rain and strong winds expected to hit starting tomorrow morning. Roads may be icy and there's the potential for power outages and tree damage like uh, falling limbs uh, going on the road and causing obstructions. Officials advise postponing non-essential travel until conditions improve. While we're expecting to get mostly rain, heavy snow is expected to hit other parts of the province with totals reaching up to 25 centimeters in some places. The GTA could get up to 15 centimetres of snow, while Durham County through Peterborough and Hastings could get 25 centimetres. Well, a local park is getting a name change. Yeah, City Council has voted in favour of renaming Paul Haggis Park. The decision comes weeks after a U.S. jury ordered the London-born screenwriter and film director to pay $10 million in damages to a woman who had accused him of rape. Tuesday's motion passed unanimously without any debate from councillors. Ward 12 councillor Elizabeth Peloza, who represents the area where the South London Park is located, put forward the new motion to take away Haggis' name from the park late last month. Peloza previously told her colleagues she had been assured by city staff that removing Haggis' name from the park would not cause any issues with first responders called to the area. The park was first named after Haggis back in 2011, five years after he won an Oscar for writing the movie Crash. A new name for the park hasn't been chosen just yet. The health unit will close one of its mass vaccination clinics today. Yeah, the Middlesex London Health Unit has announced the COVID-19 mass vaccination clinic at the Caradoc Community Centre will be closing today. Located in Mount Bridges, the clinic first opened its doors in February of 2021. It became the second location in the Middlesex London region to provide COVID-19 vaccines to local residents. While the vaccine clinic at the Caradoc Community Centre is closing, the health unit says residents are still able to get a vaccine and booster doses at other locations. Now, they include the mass vaccination clinic at the Western Fair, as well as the mobile clinic at the Westmount Shopping Centre, which will continue to offer vaccines until the end of December. That's when it's going to close as well. Several clinics will also be held through the end of the month, including the GoVax bus vaccination clinics in Thorndale on today and in Dorchester on December 22nd. For more information on where you can get COVID-19 vaccines, you can click on the Health Unit's vaccine clinic website. Today is the 10-year anniversary of a truly tragic event. Yeah, the deadly shooting at Connecticut's Sandy Hook Elementary was 10 years ago today. The gunman identified as 20-year-old Adam Lanza shot his mother in the face and then left his house armed with at least or with two semi-automatic handguns and a semi-automatic rifle. He drove to Sandy Hook Elementary where his mother had worked as a teacher's aide to continue his rampage. 20 students and six adults were killed. This made news yesterday, but it's uh, huge. I don't know if we appreciate how huge this could be. Nuclear fusion. 
Yeah, scientists have reached a major milestone in the pursuit of nuclear fusion, the process that powers the stars and could one day provide a globally accessible long-term supply of carbon-free energy. U.S. government officials said the breakthrough was achieved last week at the National Ignatian Facility at Lawrence Livermore uh, National Laboratory, the site of a long-running effort to achieve fusion by blasting a specifically designed target with powerful laser beams. While the announcement does not immediately change the timeline for a practical application, it adds to the growing sense of momentum in a field long regarded as offering a scientifically feasible but technically challenging solution to the world's energy needs. But experts caution yesterday's exciting news should be tempered with the reality of how far scientists have yet to go to turn fusion into a useful energy source. So about five, uh, five, ten years. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> sure. 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 Cool, and cool. Uh, two of the most famous athletes to come out of London will be honored in Ottawa today. Yeah, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer will be adding one more medal to their storied career today when they're invested into the Order of Canada. The Office of the Governor General announced Virtue and Moyer, who are the most decorated ice dancers in the history of the sport, will receive one of the country's highest honours during a ceremony at Rideau Hall in Ottawa today. The three-time gold medalist called it a career following the 2018 Olympics. The two had been on-ice partners for more than 20 years and announced their retirement in 2019 with Moyer calling their career, quote, a beautiful ride. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1503, French physician and prophet Nostradamus was born. He remains famous today for his book, The Prophecies, which was first published in 1555. In 1799, the first president of the United States, George Washington, died at his Mount Vernon home at the age of 67. In 1911, Norwegian explorer Roald Odmundsen became the first person to reach the South Pole. He and three companions beat British explorer Captain Robert Falcon Scott to the pole by 35 days. He had already gained recognition five years earlier for being the first person to navigate the Northwest Passage. In 1920, the first plane crash during a scheduled commercial flight took place in a London suburb. It killed eight of the 12 passengers. It was headed for Paris. The four survivors jumped clear just before impact. In 1956, John Diefenbaker was elected leader of the Federal Progressive Conservative Party. He became the 13th Prime Minister of Canada in June of 1957, the first conservative leader of the country in 22 years. In 1985, former New York Yankee outfielder Roger Maris died of cancer at the age of 51. He had 61 home runs in 1961 to beat Babe Ruth's single-season record. In 1999, Charles Schulz, a creator of the comic strip Peanuts, chronicling the adventures of Lucy, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and Linus, announced his retirement due to illness. After 50 years, he died February 12th of 2000. In 2010, police, members of the military, emergency workers, and volunteers spend more than 24 hours working to rescue hundreds of people trapped in their vehicles overnight after a massive snowstorm and winds shut down the 402. We now know this to be Snowmageddon. It was, of course, a multi-day event. On this day in 2012, a gunman with his semi-automatic rifle killed at least uh, killed 20 first graders and six educators at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, then took his own life as police arrived. The 20-year-old had fatally shot his mother at their home before carrying out the attack on the school. On this day in 2015, J.J. Abrams directed Star Wars The Force Awakens. It made its uh, world premiere 
uh, premiere, sorry, in Los Angeles. In 2020, a long-term care resident in Quebec and a nursing home worker in Ontario got Canada's first COVID-19 vaccinations, becoming the largest or beginning the largest immunization campaign in the country's history. Happy birthday, too. It's a quiet day for birthdays, actually. Hal Williams from Sanford and Son is 84. Cliff Williams from ACDC is 73. And Vanessa Hudgens turns 34.